Welcome to the Garbage Fire Podcast, a.k.a. MFKS Radio, on the airwave style at 487.52. Your pod is hosted by Kelsey and Megan, who just need five minutes of your time. The Garbage Fire Pod is all about being unironically passionate to the point that you dive into the dust and release that she left. <laughs> the end is musical, the first part. It really is. It is very bouncy. But now it's just like, you can't fucking rewrite that shit. Uh, no, and you wrote it, which is always why it's so funny that you have so much trouble with it. Like, those are legitimately your words. It's the unironically. That's the tough part. Really? Yeah. Oh, all right. (laughs) We're all all right. So it's been a while. Last weekend was busy. You were in Calgary, maybe? I was in Calgary, and then on Sunday, I wanged my neck so hard that I couldn't look up or down or left or right. And I was like, I was like... My body language was like, well, I can't leave the house tonight, so. It was brutal. So when you typed, when you texted me and said that you wanged your neck, that that was not a typo. And I was like, I don't know, okay, sure. Yeah, I wanged it hard. <laughs> I don't know what was going on, but it wasn't working appropriately, which is what I call wanged, I guess. I don't know what that means in terms of my concept of wangs, but here we are. Um... What do we want to talk about? I think we want to start with Outlander, because I have lots to say. Okay. So, before we talk about the things that you want to say, I feel like we should preface this, because I don't know if we did a great job of that last time. Oh, really? Uh, really, Megan? I'm shocked. <laughs> no, so the this fourth season uh, on on W has, like, on, and on Stars or whatever, has, like, the tagline, like, Brave New World, which mm-hmm. it is, which and they're in North Carolina and whatever. But it's based on the book Drums of Autumn, which I think is the second best book in the series. I agree. There's lots going on. Lots um, like, going it's, on. It's, a, it's a lot. And I remember when I first read it, I was like, why is this so long? Uh, but it's like, I don't know what you take out of that book to tell that story. Like, there's a little bit of extraneous stuff, but it's not like the weird, shitty extraneous stuff in, like, the third one with, like, Mr. Willoughby and his weird foot fetish. Like, there's... There, it's not that kind of extraneous. I'd suggest the rapes, but that's just me. Yeah. Agreed. But, like, there's a lot... It's not... Those aren't just, like, isolated incidents. There's, like, mm-hmm. you know... There's whole arcs that there's are There's whole happening. arcs that are, that are dealing with that. And I really, really love... Um, this fourth book, like, a lot. Mm-hmm. And so far, like, as we've talked about, the show just keeps getting better and better. So, like, by the time we get to the end of this season, I don't even know. It's gonna be just an absolute disaster. I know. I, I don't know how they're gonna take it from here. What I do like about this season, before I start complaining about the characters, it's not about the show. No, it's, it's about the, the characters. Because we had some people doing some stupid shit in this last episode. Yeah. But I think it's gorgeous. I think they masked how they shot in Scotland mm-hmm. <laughs> instead of North Carolina. And South Africa. They shot in South in Africa. In South Africa, yeah. yes. Very well. Yeah. And especially last episode where you have Claire and uh, Jamie looking out over Fraser's Ridge. Like, oh, that was... Beautiful. Really beautiful. You could... You could... They didn't quite mask the green screen to where they were working with, but it was... It was gorgeous. Yeah, it was beautiful. And I do love the little, like, North American touches that they've put into. Yeah. Like, obviously that episode about slavery was fucking awful. Yes. And you and I watched it together, and I was just like, I hate this, I hate this, I hate this. Yeah. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Yeah. But it adds a certain 
a flavor to this season that the other books don't have. Yeah. Just like how the second book was in France. Yes. And that was, like, exciting and added something. Yeah, and and they did really well with the costuming and and Mm -hmm. sort of giving it that, like, that that feel that you know it's a different place and it's a different it's a different context for these characters to exist. Yes. And so, like, I've been watching bad Christmas movies. Of course, as you do. All, as, as I do, on W, and that's the network that, um, that Outlander airs on. And they've had commercials for, like, this, uh, like, this season, and every week it's a different commercial. So they, like, it's little snippets from, like, what's coming in this season, but if it's already happened, like, they get rid of it. So it's, like, here's some nice little sneak peeks, and, like, we're getting to the point where tonight mm-hmm. Brianna is going to go back through the stones. I feel like it's going to end with her like putting her hands on it and we're going to have to wait till next do week. Do you think they're going to do it already? Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming so. Here's this commercial oh, right shit. here. Oh shit. Oh shit. Okay. Um, but this is just for this season. Yeah. This isn't necessarily for this episode. Um, Does that happen? That happened. That has not. That has not. That's a beautiful dress. Yeah. This has not. This, this is what's not. happening that's tonight. That's happening today. And that's yeah. why she's going to go and change. <gasps> oh, yes. my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. So, <laughs> yeah. So, I think, so, Brianna's going to go back through the stones. We're going to try to. She's going to. And so, the whole, and this brings me to my question before we start talking about the characters. hmm How does this time loop work? Oh, Megan. It... <laughs> Oh god! Cause, like, I'm also very excited for Mary Poppins. Uh, cause, um, like it, it's right. It there's like I don't get it. I could explain to you better the time loop in Interstellar, which was like a fucking face melter, than I can the time loop in this. Because Roger is, and this is why you're bringing it up. Because at the end, or at this, we're assuming the start of this episode tonight. Roger comes to Brianna with evidence of. Claire and Jamie's deaths. Jamie's deaths, and they were in North Carolina. Yeah, in like the fire. It's it like a night. fire, right? Yeah. Yeah, at their home. At their homestead. So, like, if we've read the books, we know, like, the whole story about that. Yeah. But. And I don't really that's care why about you're... the spoilers, because these books are so old, it doesn't matter I anymore. Know, I know. But that's. Yes. Concept? Okay. So my thinking when it comes to time loops is we can't think about, um, not necessarily time is the constant, but the person is the constant. Okay. So they move and they exist in their one existence. Okay. In their present. Okay. So when Claire's in, what is it, 1740? When she first goes back, it's 1743. Now it's 17... 70s? 60s. 1760s? Yeah. Um, her existence isn't in the quote-unquote present where Brianna is. Okay. Her future. Okay. Right? Because she's gone. She's, no, she's gone. She doesn't exist She there. doesn't exist there anymore, but yes. there was a Claire who existed there, and there mm-hmm. are people who know her. Yeah. And are like, where the fuck did she go? Where she's did, gone. But but she's not. Like, do you know what I mean? It's not like it's yeah. not like it's not like the men in black thing where they just like you wipe know, you. Wipe oh, would I kill for one of those? Um, oh, would I kill for one of right? those? Right? But but it's not like that. So yeah. like there's still this even though she's not part of that existence, then when Brianna goes back um to like find her parents or whatever, like she's there's still a uh, uh, there's like a hole, basically. Mm-hmm. There's an existence 
there that is missing. So then if Brianna goes back and, like, dies in 1792, I don't fucking know what's going to happen, let's just say. Mm-hmm. Ha- then what happens when we get, like, do you know, that's the whole question. Well, she's still going to be born. But, but, but she's dead. You just said she existed only in her present. And if she yes, stops existing you... in her present, then how is she, like, part of it again? No, you have to think about it as, like, these are happening on different worlds. But they're not. It's but, the, they are. but they're not. It's but the they are. But they are. <laughs> oh, I fucking hate time. Like I could, I've said I, it before. I, I'll <laughs> say it again. Yeah, I've said it many times. Like when I when I teach Interstellar with as a film study, we talk about the time loop at the end there, and I'm like, so is there like an iteration of Cooper who exists at all points in time? Mm. And the general consensus we come to is yes, because he's in there in behind that bookshelf, and he. And so as he's there... Because he's in, what, the fifth dimension? He's in the fifth dimension. But that's at least an explanation that this doesn't have. Because the Claire that is, like, back in 17-fucking-whatever was still born in 1918. Mm -hmm. There's a birth record for her somewhere. Mm -hmm. Right? There's no death record for her. No. In the timeline that would follow her, like, chronological age. Mm -hmm. But there's a birth record. She existed. She went to school. She was trained as a nurse. She enlisted... Like... There's all of these things, and all of a sudden, she just fucking vanishes. That's my... That's but, why I have the issue with it, because it's like, when... what If she dies back there, in wherever, mm-hmm. will she be born again in 1918? Or has she, like, irrevocably changed that future? No, the future is still the same. But is she part of that future? Yes. How do we know? Because it already happened. It's in the past. So has she just been doing this over and over again? No. How do we know? Because. You don't. You, that, don't, you don't know. You don't. Yes, you do. <laughs> you know you, you don't. don't get multiple iterations of yourself. Why not? Why can't you? Because it's not how DNA works, Megan. <laughs> <laughs> Time travel's not real either. I'm just, I'm just saying. Right? And so then, at the beginning of the very first season, do you remember when there was, like, that Jamie? The ghost, ghost of Jamie. Or whatever. Okay, the, well, that was bullshit. Uh, why? Because it's a fucking bullshit trope. Because it answers my question, and you don't like the fact that it answers my question. You're wrong, and you need to be wrong in your wrongness. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about why we didn't like Roger this <laughs> Oh, just looping right back. <laughs> So, Roger... Oof. Roger's like an old-timey old man. In so many ways. He is, but I... Like, I understand why. He was raised by this guy... Who's very traditional. Mm-hmm. And very... Uh, narrow. Like, even though he studied history. He had a very, I'd say, narrow perspective of life. Yes. And Roger has been thrust into a situation where a lot of his notions about the world are being challenged. Yes. And yet he is reverting backwards. And I find that... He is. It's true. Ridiculous. Because we're now in, like, what, 1967-ish? I think she said 1970. Is it? No, it's not. She said, yeah, it's the 70s. Have they already had the, the moon... Landing? I don't think they put it in the show. Oh, because they really Because if she's gone through the fucking stones... I guess. Their relationship is in shambles right now. That's true. I think they skipped it. 
Oh, that's too bad because that's it's when a he good meets, moment. Because that's when he meets, meets Joe, Joe Abernathy and like gets sort of like the you know like the the all clear, which is good because it's a really. It's a good moment. And and Brianna like shows everybody how smart she is because she plugged the TV back in when it wasn't working, which is amazing. I know. But it's Okay, so Roger comes to America to go to this what is it? Highlander The Highland Gathering. The right Highland there. Gathering yeah. of people of Scottish descent. Where what state are they in? They're in North Carolina. Are, are they? they in I North believe Carolina? so. Oh, okay. Anyway. Isn't that part of the... The whole point? I'll find it out. Yeah. I just can't remember what state it was, and I couldn't remember if it was North Carolina or not, where Jamie and Claire currently are, but 200 years in the past. It's a loop. I hate it. Um, Uh, And he comes to the gathering with the point to ask Brianna to marry him Mm -hmm. so that they can have sex. Mm Mm-hmm. And then when she says, no, I'm 21, and you're, I don't know, 30? How old is Roger? He's like 29, 28 or 29. So 30, thank you. Yeah, like he's so, yeah, because he's not quite 10 years older than her, but he is He's close. Yeah. And then loses his fucking mind when she says no to his proposal, and yet she still wants... To have sex with him. Mm-hmm. And wants to have a romantic relationship with him. But mm-hmm. not talk about marriage. Because she's 21. And her dad just died. And her mom just disappeared into the past. And she's changed her major in university. Like, Roger, what are you thinking? He's thinking that he's, like, desperately in love with her. So? I know, but, like, he still has that weird, like, sense of propriety, and I think part of it is, like, the religious aspect of that. But it makes no sense, and she calls him on it, because she says, you, he's not a virgin. No. He's had sex before. Of course he has. So why is he so upset that she wants to have sex with him, but not marry him? It's, yeah. oh, I was, I remember I was texting you and I was so She was. Angry. She was very, very upset. Because that so. hypocrisy is bullshit. Of course it is. And to essentially call Brianna a whore, because that's what she wants, because just like her mother, she is DTF. She really is. Which is great. Yeah. But then he shames her for it. He does. Oh, and I could not believe that she just, like, stuck around as long as she did. I mean, I can. Because, like, there's... They have... Regardless of whatever else happens or whatever, like, they, they're they linked because of um, what he knows about Claire. Yes. Right? And so, like, she, at this point, she's, like... He's, like, the only person she can talk to about it. Mm-hmm. Right? Who and who like knows where Claire's gone and like and whatever and so I I get why she's sort of stuck. But for him to take that choice to move that relationship so much forward, mm-hmm. they just started to kiss mm-hmm. and hold hands mm-hmm. in that car while he was driving, and that freaked me the fuck out because he could not see the road, and it was a like rural 
mm-hmm. country road. And I was like, you need to keep your eyes. It's true. It's true. I'm trying reasons. to figure out where they are here. Um, I can't remember. But it just felt so out of character for Roger to act like that. And I was thinking, is it because they drank that bottle of whiskey? I think it might have been. I think he might have, like, yeah, felt emboldened, Mm. maybe, to, like, because, yeah, okay, so the shit that happened last episode is, like, chapters three, four, and five of this book, Mm -hmm. right? So, like, it's a lot of stuff. They're still moving quite quickly. Only three, four, and five? Yeah, like, they're, the gathering stuff... Yeah. Where they, yeah, he's like, that's chapter four. Oh, wow. I feel like we should be farther, because this book is huge. It's, it's giant, yes. Um, no, and I guess, like, I understand, like, why, I really do, I really do understand why he acted, like, reacted the way that he did. Like, I get it, because I still, but I also think that, like, it... I don't, I don't agree with it, but I think that he also feels, like, a sense of duty to, like, look after her as well in, like, kind of a p- bit of a paternalistic way because, like, she's been abandoned for all intents and purposes. I guess. And again, he's the one person who knows the circumstances of that. Yes. And I think he probably mistakenly thought that, like, she would be more than happy to just, like... Call him daddy? <laughs> well, no, but, like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, I'm proud of that joke. That's good. That's real good. Um, so in the book, this is July 1969 is when this takes place. Nice. Which is, you are the absolute <laughs> fucking worst. I hate you. Uh, I love me. Um, oh, God. Yeah. So anyway. So that was bullshit. It was kind of bullshit. Roger was so rude to her, and I'm happy that she like left at the end because she doesn't need to deserve to be treated like that at all and I think they need some time to figure their own shit out because obviously Roger's a little bit ahead of her in terms of what his life is she's still going to university he's mostly got his life figured out even though he just sold his childhood home where's he living I'm not sure I can't remember where he lives He's in chaos. Yeah. But um, I also took issue with Claire's little escapade that why? she had. Oh, why so? Because I believe I texted to you, can Claire not be a damsel in distress for one fucking minute? It's true. And that drove me wild. But it was slightly redeemed because she essentially, like, saved herself she didn't need jamie mm-hmm. she didn't at all but she needed the help of the ghost <laughs> she did that was all fucking weird man <laughs> that's not from the book is it i don't remember i don't remember i feel like that. i need to reread read it to be honest so during a storm jamie and claire trying to head into like the wilderness to find somewhere to live i believe question mark mm-hmm. what are they doing they're looking for, yeah, they're looking for a place to live. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what they're doing. Okay, so... They're, like, looking for a place to 
build a homestead. Yes. Yeah. And there's a thunderstorm. And the thunder scares this very sensitive donkey, which has, like, all their shit on it and Mm -hmm. bolt. And Claire's like, don't worry, I got this. Takes off on her horse. Lightning fucking destroys a tree. Destroys that tree. I would have shit my pants. She falls off the horse and is knocked unconscious. And then wakes up, essentially, nighttime, pouring rain. Can't do anything, can't find anything. And she crawls into this, like, cave hole. I don't know. What would you call it? Yeah, she's, like, in a cave. In a but cave. it's not, like, a big cave. Just, like, a little one. It's basically, like, she's underneath, like, tree roots that are, like, Yeah, exposed. essentially. And she's yeah. just got, like, a little refuge from the storm. Yeah. And, of course, she just finds a skull. Of course she does. And what's in that skull? Oh, just silver molars. And fillings. Yeah. Something that's not going to happen till the future. Yep. Why? Why is it so frustrating? The likelihood of that happening. Of her just stumbling onto evidence of another person from the future. In the goddamn Carolina wilderness. Is absurd. Why? Isn't the suggestion that, like, this happens to more than... But that's the whole thing. Like, she found out that Gayless Duncan was... You know? Sure. But what point does that serve the story? Just to tell you that Brianna can also come? We know that. Galus was there. Yeah, but it's just as a reminder. Maybe just as a reminder that it's not, like, confined... You know what I mean? To Scotland? Yeah. But we also don't know that. Because Claire's in the Americas, but she didn't transfer from there. No, but maybe that's just an idea. something to think about. I don't know. Why are you... It made me angry. But why? And then a ghost came... Of the skull question mark? Yeah. But why would that person, who's clearly an indigenous person, who was scalped, have silver fillings? I'm not sure. That's what I don't fucking get. Maybe it wasn't that person. But it had the same scars from the scalping. Well, then I don't know. And then that ghost stole her boots. And I was very upset about that. You were very upset about the ghost It's That's very true. That, like, the funny (laughs) thing when we watch the same things and, like, she'll text me stuff... Like, the things that I'm like, wait, what? Not, just totally non-plus, but I'll see another thing. She's like, the, the ghost stole her fucking boots. Like, what the fuck? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. And I was also like, this is an easy fix. Look for a ghost wearing boots. Like, <laughs> that's all you have to do to that narrow it down. That reminds me of the movie Conspiracy Theory when um, Mel Gibson's character, when Jerry, like, bites uh, Captain Picard's nose, whatever his character's name is. And he's like... It's he's Captain like, Picard. And he's like, look for a man with no nose. <laughs> It's kind of the same. I love that movie. I really do, too. It's really good. It's good, but it's terrible. It's not as terrible as you think it is. It's actually pretty good. I quite like it a lot. I do, too. I haven't seen it for a long time. But I remember watching it and just be like, this is dynamite. But that would have been when I was, like, younger and thought, all movies are good because they're movies. That's true. That is It's so exciting to watch a thing. That is very, very true. But... Okay, so what were you upset about for Outlander? Because I talked for a long time. I was, um, I was annoyed that Claire was, like, in fucking trouble again. Mm-hmm. But, like, at the same, I, but I'm annoyed with it in the same way that I'm annoyed with it when I read the books. It's like, what fucking else can happen to these two people? Yeah, for sure. Right? And so, like, and I think, be, I think I would probably have been more annoyed had I never read the book. Mm-hmm. Like, because you know that shit's gonna go down before they're able to, like, build their house. And, yeah. 
whatever. And, like, of course Stephen Bonnet's going to make a return. And, you know, like, you know all of these things because you've, like, existed in the world where there's media to consume. So you're like, okay, clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I always find... I find sometimes that, like... And I found it more... This is going to make it sound kind of shitty, but I found it more with the episode when they got to River Run. Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Yeah. With, like... And, like, with all the slavery implications and stuff, like, there were parts of that that were horrifying. Ugh. Just but the sometimes Claire's, like, moral indignation just needs to just fuck off and die. I know. And part of the problem, and I get where she's coming from, and, like, she's out of time and, you know, but, like, she has to know. She has to know. And she can't be surprised. No. And if you're going to be surprised, you can't react all the time. shocked. Yeah. And... I agree. That's the one thing about Claire that, like, she's done this before. She's gone back in time. Yeah. And made bad choices because she expects her modern perspective to yeah. be the same perspective everyone holds. Yeah, and, and Jamie's very understanding, and she's lucky in that respect. Yes. But, like, not everybody would ever be that understanding. Mm-hmm. And, like, she's not going to tell everybody that she's from the fucking future. Because then they burn her because she's a witch. So there we go. Which they've tried to do once before. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but like, yeah, and, and I mean, like that episode. We, we haven't, we didn't talk about that episode. No, because we? No. we watched it after we right. recorded. Right, and it was really good, and it was really well done. But yeah, her like moral indignation about some stuff. I'm just like, like I get it, but also like Jesus Christ, Claire. I know. Just let it go. But like, if I was taken back to that time, yeah, and watched someone lynch a black man. I think I would also have a fucking breakdown. Sure, but you'd have to do it in the confines of, like, a private space and not try and, like, change how things are gonna go, right? Like, you can't do it because, you know. (laughs) Is this another argument for you can't do it because it's already been done because it's in the past but it's your present? (laughs) (laughs) No, but also, but also, like, there's the whole question of, like, you know, if we want to talk about the weird time travel aspect of all of this, like, if you go back in time and kill Hitler, then what? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you know? So, I, I don't know. That was, been, and I think that's the thing that bugs me about some of the stuff, and is because, like, yeah, you're right. She's been back in time before. It's not like this is the fir- her first time, her first fucking rodeo. And she's like, oh my god, I can't believe things are different than what I'm used to. I'm like, really, Claire? Jesus Christ. Get yeah. it. Come on. I know, and she spent years. Like, wasn't she with Jamie the first time for two years plus? Yeah, yeah. And she's been with Jamie now for the second iteration for a long-ass time, because mm-hmm. it took them forever to get across the fucking ocean. Yeah. And how can she be so surprised by this? Like, yeah. she, they get to River Run, and she sees slaves, and she's like, what? Like, did she not think that they were in the Carolinas in the 1760s, and there wouldn't be slaves? <sighs> On a plant home? Yeah. Like, how can you not look at that house and be like, oh, slave spilled his house? Like, <laughs> come on. God. Yeah. yeah, and so part of that, and I think what's really interesting, too, as the show has gone on, too, like, I've really enjoyed what they do with Jamie's character. Mm-hmm. Because, like, he's, he would be so out of place in Claire's time. But I also but think... would he, though? But I, but I was just... I also think he would do a better job adapting more quickly. Yes, because he would be like, oh, okay, this is how yeah. things are. Yeah, because well, he's done a really good job of adapting in all the different places that they've been to how things are done. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, he learned how to... 
how to be a rum smuggler. And all He's of, a you chameleon. Know, he really is. And that last episode addresses that. He's like, I've been this, I've been this, I've been this, but it doesn't matter because as long as I'm with you, Claire, I can be whatever I need to be. Yeah. And she's, I don't know, upset about that? Yeah. She needs to, <laughs> she just needs to stop. Maybe, well, she's at the point, how old is she? She's like close to 50 by yeah. this point. It's probably menopause is really what's going on. That's true. And did you know that's like a 10-year process? Uh, For some people, it's longer, yes. I know. I have a friend whose mother is going through that, and she was like, can I need you to Google how long this lasts, because I don't know how much longer I can take it. I was like, I'm sorry, but it's 10 years plus. And she was like, no! (laughs) It's the dumbest thing. Oh. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. Um, But yeah, I don't know. So I'm excited to see what happens. Something else I'm upset about with the show, though, is the casting of young Ian. Yeah. Because in the book, he's, like, I don't love his character a whole bunch, but, like, in the book, the way he's described and whatever, he comes across as a little bit more, like, physically imposing, and this he's little... He's more masculine. Yeah, and this little, like, hard-boiled egg is just not. Hard-boiled <laughs> egg. No, he's a soft-boiled yeah. egg. <laughs> <laughs> we want him to be a Maybe hard-boiled poached. egg. Maybe poached. <laughs> Maybe just poached. Maybe sunny side up. <laughs> So like, Maybe he's an egg you just threw on the floor. <laughs> it's like in that frying pan, like, this is your brain on drugs. <laughs> he's that egg. He's that egg. He's also, like, just constantly creating chaos, too, which... But Ian does that in the books, and that's totally fine. It's just that, like, when you see the description of Ian in the book versus, like, the description of Ian, like, because he ends up getting, like, the face tattoos and whatever, and, like, I just can't imagine... I can't imagine that on him. Anyone... So. I, I can't imagine anyone being intimidated by this little... No. This little peanut. Because he really is just like a little peanut. Just a little smashed egg. (laughs) (laughs) A little egg of him that will never be. Um, What I do like about him, though, is that in the show, he's very, he's very, like, wide-eyed, bushy-tailed, but Mm -hmm. he's very tolerant. He's just, like, he's trying to learn about native peoples. He's trying to understand them. He's learning from that, I don't know wild man that they're with i don't know who that guy is but he's like you can see how that will lead them to where he needs to go this season which i appreciate he's not like intolerant he's just like he's trying to learn he is which is which is great that he is trying to learn um and which i find really interesting that like for whatever reason he's the one who's like doing the best to like adapt Adapt. I mean, Jamie's doing fine, but, like, the, the between, like, him and Claire, right? Claire, who should have at least an understanding of sort of what's going on. Um, you know, but, like, young Ian's just sort of like, oh, look, I found a dog. He's mine now. <laughs> like, it's just, and it's, everything is just sort mm-hmm. of copacetic with him, and I think that's good. Yeah. Um, and he's like, yeah, he's chaos, but not in a bad way. True. Also, I think, I think he's more, I think he's chaos in a better way than Claire is chaos. Claire is chaos in very bad ways because she's just like. Where where does she fit on the chaos spectrum? I think she's chaotic good. I do because like true. She's she, the things that she does are informed by like a moral righteousness. A moral righteousness, but like yeah, she's just <laughs> it's got consequences. Yes, all the time. All of the time. Well, then maybe Ian is chaotic neutral. Yeah, maybe. 
Yeah, I think that's probably... Because he doesn't do it necessarily with a moral background, but it's also not with evil intent. No. He's just... He's just an unfertilized baby bird. Just yeah. Like his way. <laughs> that's true. And yeah. I think Jamie is, like, lawful good. Because, yeah, like, sure. everything that he does is sort of informed by his moral code. Mm-hmm. And it's... And he's... But he's not, like, a consequences be damned kind of person, unless it involves Claire. And then... Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's true. And I, I remember thinking in reading the books, and I don't know if you've noticed this, but, like, in the show, he's less... Like, in the books, I, I kind of found him annoying every once in a while. Like, he was so, like, self-sacrificing. Like, and I was like, oh, for the love of God. Mm-hmm. But Like, I, in the you show, don't need to do this right But now. in the show, they don't have him quite they so... They tone him down. Which yeah. is kind of nice. And, but they tone him down in the way that it's... It's not him, like, sacrificing himself for Claire. It's him, like, making choices for the both of them. Yes. To be together and, like, to have this life. Yes. That they've been talking about. The amount of times where she said, I just want to make a life with you. In the last three episodes. I don't know, 400 times? Haven't you made a life with him? Yeah. It's Isn't that what not, you're like, doing? It's maybe not, like, a quiet, calm one, but, like, you're with him. You left, you abandoned your daughter... <laughs> To go back and be with him? Like, are you not oh. making a life with him? Yeah. I mean, I would have abandoned my daughter for Jamie Fraser, too, but that's entirely not <laughs> Oh. Wouldn't you have? Let's get into this. <laughs> Wouldn't Just you kidding. have? Oh, we can get into it. I'll talk about that for an hour, but all of the reasons why. Oh, like, Jamie Fraser ruined her for everybody else who ever existed. It's true. And, like, that's not even talking about outside the bedroom. No. No. <laughs> no. Oh, God. It's such a horny show. I fucking it. Love really it really is. I so love it. I was talking uh, the night of, the night after the premiere of this season um, was the 5th of November. And so I texted yes. a couple of the guys from work and I was like, I'm really disappointed that you guys didn't show V for Vendetta today because mm-hmm. of, like, you know, the gunpowder plot. And that's the, the day. And, and one of the guys was like, oh, he's like, oh, I thought about it, but we did it. He's like, I actually did it last week. And one of the other guys was like, I've never seen that. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Of you course you have not social and not um, And I feel like you can guess who yes. has never seen <laughs> it. Yeah, okay. It um, and then I was like, if, it, if I wasn't watching, like, Outlander, um... I would definitely be watching Be For Vendetta tonight, because I was watching, I watched the football game, and then I was watching Outlander, because I didn't have to go to choir that night, and, uh, I, and this is just, like, on our little group text, and then, like, one, the one guy, he sends back a, a gif of Jamie's, like, I, I can't remember what Jamie's doing, something, like, very benign and whatever. It's not the first gif that you get when, on, like, the text when you search Outlander, because one of the first gifts that you get is Jamie, like, lifting his head up from between Claire's legs, <laughs> which is just amazing. Heaven. Um, absolutely and uh, the response, of course, was, oh, I haven't seen that either. And I was like, oh, fucking course you haven't. And I was like, but you should, because it's really great. Um, and then there was a conversation about it at work a couple days later, uh, because someone looked up, like, the synopsis and was like, I cannot believe that is the thing that you like. And I was like, let me tell you how much I fucking love it. It's so great. It's so good. And it's not, like, we've said this before, it's not just about the sex, but the characters are so compelling. Like, you have never read Jamie before. Guaranteed. You've never read Claire before. No. Guaranteed. No. You've never read fucking Stephen Bonnet before. Like, <laughs> no, not in the, Buckle no. up. You've no. never read Bonnie Prince Charles before. No. 
Like no. there's there's so much so many unique and compelling characters and like while Diana's writing makes me fucking crazy because of rapist plot devices. Yeah. It's still such a compelling story. Yeah. At some point in time, the story has to end. Uh, and I hope it's soon. Because, like, eight books is a lot. <laughs> yeah. It's too long. Yeah, like, they could have finished after four and just been done with it. Just the way the four ended, the fourth yeah. book ended, they could have just been done. I think fine. they're doing four and five. Okay. Are they not? Because yeah, I, I thought so. when they were renewed in season three, it was four or three more seasons. Maybe it was. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it's good, and I'm glad. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful, but, like, also... The, the other thing I think is really funny about the show is, like, they did a really great job of aging Claire up and aging Jamie up, like, for season three, and now they're just like, meh, here's some gray They just hair. abandoned it. They just yeah. don't care. And that's, like, it's where fine. are his spectacles? Yeah, who cares? It doesn't matter. Because <laughs> that, like, having him lift up those spectacles <gasps> in the reunion episode was so hilarious. It was great. It was really great. But, like, she had, she had like, more defined lines in her face and, like, mm-hmm. you know... But, I mean, she still, they have, she still has a little bit of gray hair. It's just, like, in the front. Yeah, yeah, which is fine. But it's just, they've just, like, given up all pretense whatsoever. They're just like, eh, it's okay. No, they're still 30 and hot. It's no big deal. Yeah. Because, like, last season when they were all tan and shit, I was like, god damn. Like, both of them. I know. And Claire looked wonderful in her 60s hair. Oh, yeah. And makeup and clothes. Like, it was such a subtle way to age her up. Yeah. Making her a bit more boxy. Yeah. Ugh. But yeah. now it's just, like, back to corsets and oh, that's fine. skirts. It's all good. And pantaloons. And pantaloons. Coming up. Pantaloons. That's true. Do you remember the first time Jamie wore pants and we were like, Jamie's in pants. (laughs) He's not in a kilt. (laughs) It's true. I know. Oh, man alive. (sighs) Do you have any more laundry things to talk about? Um, Where are Fergie and Marcy? Fergie? Fergus and (laughs) Marcelly? I'm not sure. Okay. Aston answered. <laughs> did they go to River Run? I don't think so. No, okay, then I'm not sure what they did. They're somewhere. Charleston? Yeah, probably. We'll find out. Raleigh. No, they're in Raleigh, North Carolina. I've been to Raleigh. Sorry about that. <laughs> Thank you for your thoughts and prayers. Um, uh, Just thoughts. <laughs> no prayers. There's no prayers going There's on. There's no prayers. In this world. And the uh, thoughts are like... Oh, bless your heart. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. Oh, you spent a week in North Carolina. What a terrible thing to do. <laughs> um, uh, I was watching um, The Last Kingdom, because season three is on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I mentioned it on Twitter, and people were like, oh, yeah, it's so good. I was like, yeah, the books are really good, too. And people were like, it's based on books? And I'm like, does no one read the title cards of shows? But anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we'll say Based, based on, on the books by <laughs> and this episode this season is 10 episodes instead of only eight which is very Ooh, exciting. exciting yeah so does doing... that mean they're stretching it out no they're still doing like two books per season okay they're just t- they're just there's getting a little bit there's a little bit more meat in the stories now so they have to like stretch it out so i watched the first three of season three i had to stop because i would have just watched them all last mm-hmm. weekend but i was like oh i don't have time for this um and your uh, self-restraint is admirable yeah, because it's great. I it, still need to... That's what I'll do this week. It's so good. Um, and so I'm in... I've been enjoying, like, some of the the conflicts that they've brought forth. Because it's set in, like, the 9th century, and it's, like, the Saxons and the Danes and the English um, before England is actually, like, unified as England. And so there's, like, Wessex and Northumbria... Mm-hmm. Um, and they're trying to, like, unify these kingdoms, and it's just, like, it's so great. It's so, so good. 
Um, and the thing that, like, exists in the books that doesn't exist in the show, and I think this is just a very common thing, it's like, there's just that little bit extra layer of detail. Mm-hmm. Like, Uhtred, the main character, um, he's also- Yeah. Like, putrid? It's U-H-T-R-E-D. Oh, okay. Uhtred, yes. He, um, he's also always down to fuck, which, like, is not a terrible thing, so we'll just, like, leave it at that, but his sword in the book is called Serpent Breath. And that's because he's like he's Danish, right? And like so, there's this like sort of Viking lore. I about thought that it. was some sort of no. Okay. This is actual sword um, <laughs> that he uses to kill people. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, but he but he calls it serpent breath, and so like and and I like that that the, there's some of those details that are in the book, and I was like, how hard would it have been for them to mention it like a couple times? Yeah. Right, because his sword like he loses it all the time in battle or whatever, and it gets and then he ends up getting it back. Like it'll be it'll be like same though. <laughs> same. <laughs> Like, he'll be, you know, he'll be fighting or whatever, and they'll have to, like, make a hasty retreat of some kind, and he has to, like, leave it behind. Yeah. And then eventually it finds its way back to him, so it's, like, almost a character on its own, which is kind of cool. That is hilarious. It's, it's kind of cool. Um, I would love an episode told from the sword's perspective. Oh, <laughs> so my laying in the God. dirt. <laughs> like, and it's, up? like, it's, like, internal monologue is, like, Danny DeVito. <laughs> or Liam Neeson, I think, in this case would work. What? It's funnier if it's Danny DeVito. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so it's, 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 it's a really good show, like, and it's really well made and its production value is really high and it was a BBC production for season one and possibly season two, but now it's strictly Netflix. Okay. Um, and I love it. Like, it's so great. And there's 11 books. So I'm just like, there's. You got so much to come. So much more. So like mm-hmm. by the end of the season, we'll be halfway through the series. Uh, and then I'm, there's going to be a 12th book cause I just read the 11th one and like, it's not over yet. So there's yeah. going to for sure be a 12th one. And if they just keep making, like, mm-hmm. two books per season, ten or so episodes, like, it doesn't have to be a long, drawn-out... No. Whatever. It's so good, though. It's very violent and very bloody. Oof. I don't know if I'll like that, though. Because, like, Outlaw King was, like, Bleh. But there's lots of other stuff, too. It's just... But it's, like, contextual, right? Like, it's... This is... They're trying to tell the story yes. of, like... What's the ratio between the blood and the guts and the boning? There's less boning than there is blood and guts, for sure. But the boning's all really great. Mm. So, like, it's worth watching. And, and there's other, and there's lots of, like, political intrigue, too. It's not okay. just, like, it's not just fucking and fighting. Like, there's... there's <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> oh, my God, the title of my sex tape. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just that. Like, there's lots of political intrigue. And right now... In the midst of, of the fifth book, like, uh, King Alfred is sick, and he knows he's going to die, and he hasn't named a successor yet. Oh, and, like, even if they tried to fix him at the time, they're just making him more <laughs> Yeah, sick. they're, they're bloodletting, and he's dying, so <laughs> yeah. it doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, so he's, like, he hasn't named a successor yet, and so that's sort of, like, the, the main conflict that's coming up, is sort of who's going to be named, and who pledges loyalty. And, like, and it's interesting, too, because you get, like, um the Viking sort of mentality about loyalty and fealty and whatnot. Oh, yeah. Um, which is really, which is really, really interesting. Because, like... Why do we think, why do you think we have that fascination with that type of moral base? Because it's very much at the heart of Outlander as well. What do you mean? Like, for us as modern audiences, mm-hmm. we love costume dramas mm-hmm. where the values are different and more traditional and and more set in stone why do you think we love that i think we like that compelling um 
I think we like the sort of, um, I think we like the sort of how quaint it feels sometimes in certain respects. Right? Okay. Like, I think, I think we like that it's not what we are used to. Mm. And so we're like, oh, isn't that interesting? But I think that the other thing that I find really fascinating about it is like, if you pay enough attention, um, you notice that like what's happening within those societies is no different than what's happening now. Right. It's just, it's cloaked differently. Like there's more similarities than differences. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. What would you name Serpent's Breath? That's a good question. I'm not sure. I can't remember why he names it that. There's a reason for it. Like there's... It's such it's almost a good like, name. It's almost like a... ...into it. And so okay. there, there's a reason that he calls it Serpent's Breath. So it's like your first pet in the street that you were born <laughs> Something like that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, yeah, so it's... Yeah, there's like there's some kind of Viking naming custom that goes into it, and it's in the first book. Um, but if you haven't, like, read it or watched the show, you should watch the show. It's really good, but the books are phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And it starts with The Last Kingdom, and then I think it's The Pale Horseman, and then I can't remember the order that they go in. But they're worth reading, I think. What's the series called as a whole? Does it have, like, a name? Uh, the Saxon Chronicles, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's such a lame name. But that's what it is. I don't know it if It sounds he... very YA. The Saxon Chronicles. Yeah. I don't know if he intended it to be, like, as long of a series as it turned into, or if it just sort mm. of, you know. But what the nice thing about it is it's not like, um, say, Harry Potter, where the first three books were, like, 150 pages, and then all of a sudden it's, like, 9,000 pages long. Like, yeah. They're all kind of the same length. You're like, bam, 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 bam. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're all kind of the same length. They're not... There's nothing... But Outlander was like that, too. They were... Oh, yeah. They're just giant books. Like, Outlander itself? Like, the first one isn't that big. It's, like, 900 pages. No way. Yeah. No way. For sure it is. Because the fourth one is much bigger. I'm trying to scan your bookshelf over there. It's not down here. It's upstairs. Sucks to suck. Um, okay, here, on my Kindle app, yeah, there are 19,749 locations in Drums of Autumn. I don't know how they, but that's... Oh, that's like pages. Okay, but 19,749. Yeah. And in Outlander, I hope it's downloaded so I don't have to wait for it. So 19,000 compared to... Um, where, where? Oh, Here's some is. elevator music. No, it's definitely not downloaded. God damn it, give it a minute. Um, no, Outlander was pretty, because I, I mean, I read it in, like, no time at all, but it's still a pretty big book. I don't think it is. It's, like, 800 pages long. No way! Yeah, for sure. No way. I think the paperback, like, the pocket paperback, max 400. No. Max. Absolutely not. I read it in seven hours. If it was only 400 pages, I would have read it in, like, three and a half. Sticking to it. Incorrect. And that's how Sue sees it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. She was so great. I know. I I missed that show for her and her alone. Um, Oh, why is it not locations? It's got pages now. God damn it. That's not helpful. I feel like this is Googleable. If we were at my yeah. house, we can say, hey, Google, how many pages it's is this? It's true. Oh, that's not what I want to do. No, a bigger than, than what you're saying it is. 
I'm gonna Google them again. This is very exciting for our re listeners. Yeah, they love it. Outlander page. I I typed Outlander very wrong. Six forty, Outlander page count. Yeah, and and Jones of Autumn, eight eighty. So it's not that much bigger. Two hundred. Yeah, it's not like fucking. Oh my god, a breath of snow and ashes is twelve hundred. Yeah, it's stupid. Um, it's not like, it's Fine, not, we're both wrong. It's not like it went from, like, whatever, Prisoner of Azkaban, it was like 150 pages, yeah. to all of a sudden, whatever the next one is. It's like, oh, here's 19 novels in one. Yeah, God love Right? And so, like, at least, and, uh, like, I still love the fact that when she wrote those books, she was like, I'm just gonna see if I can write a novel. <laughs> and she writes this, like... And she's a billionaire. This No, not J.K. Rowling, who cares about her? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody. Um, no, Diana Cabaldon was just like, I'm gonna see if I can write a novel. And then she did. And look what it turned into. Just like that one time I was like, I'm gonna write a parody song. Dear Theodore. <laughs> and look at what entered our world. Um, but yeah, so you should watch Lost Kingdom. And you should also read it, because it's great. Mm-hmm. It's super great. Okay. And they're like, pretty, all of his stuff is good, I think. I've read all of his books. Except for the sh- all the sharp books, because there's too many of those. Oh. I don't understand how writers can be that prolific. I don't get it either. I went to a coffee shop yesterday to work on a writing project, and I might have written about 150 words in, like, half an hour. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I don't have time for this right now. It's tough. Yeah. Um, do we have anything else we want to talk about? I'd like to take, like, two minutes. Yeah. Just to talk about The Quiet Place. Okay. Because I did watch it last night. Go for it. But I don't want to over-talk it. Okay. So maybe I'm going to set a phone on my... Or set a timer on my phone. Okay. For just two minutes. Okay. And good. then we'll get into, like, other stuff. Because there's a lot of nonsense right now. It's so a lot of nonsense. Timer. It's a lot of nonsense right now. It's a lot of nonsense literally all the time. Okay, you ready? I'm very ready for this. Two minutes. Go.
So yeah, I think it's really good and you should see it. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. So what's going on in the sports? Um, well, the Oilers fired their head coach. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, the Oilers fired Tom Clung last week, Tuesday maybe, Monday, I don't know, whatever day they played the Sharks. Um, which, like, nice, that was nice on their part, because, like, I think, I'm pretty sure that Tom McClellan's family still lives in San Jose. So, oh, really? Like, they fired him once they got to San Jose, so he was, like, already at home. Oh, it was in San yeah. Jose. Yeah, oh. so that was nice of them. Um, <laughs> Real considerate. Yeah, super nice. Um, and then they won their first game with Hitchcock behind the bench, uh, <laughs> and then promptly lost their next game. So, you know, back to normal. Um, but what's interesting is, like, how, what I find interesting, anyway, is how, like, Hitchcock talks about the team a little bit differently like they just called they recalled Jesse from Bakersfield um and he's like no he, he needs to develop in the NHL not the AHL like he needs to be up here um and so we'll, we'll kind of see sort of what happens but like as far as I'm concerned this is like Peter Chiarelli's last ditch effort to like not mm -hmm. get fired mid-season do you think it Hitch is one of those dudes that won't necessarily toe the party line like he'll just be like no, fuck this. This is what's gonna happen. Yes. Okay. I think so, well, and, that's I, and good. I think he's got the cachet to do it as well. Like I think that's the important. I think that's the important part is that like he does have the cachet to do it, and and I think like he was hired. I read uh, a thing. I read willingly read an article by Mark Spector the other day. <sighs> Are you uh, ill? It was about this hiring specifically, and apparently when the Oilers were sort of looking at people to maybe replace Todd McClellan, uh, Hitchcock was one of the only people that they talked to who was willing to just come in for, like, until the end of the season. Oh, so he's not Without seeing... a promise of more, necessarily. Whereas, I think, like, a guy like Joel Quenville, for example, would have wanted more than just a season. But, like, everyone's like, why wouldn't they hire Quenville? And I was like, if you were Joel Quenville, would you give up doing Shotskis in the parking lot of, at, a, at a Bears football game to come and coach the fucking Oilers? No. No. Um, and you've lived in Chicago for so yeah. long. And so, I like, I think that that part of it is interesting to me that, like, he was willing to just commit until the end of the season. Because mm -hmm. um, that's not something you'd find normally. Right. Right? And so, like, if he's willing to just be here until then, and maybe there is an extension, who knows what's going to happen, but, like, if that's the plan right now, I think it's uh, some stabilizing... Something, like, I watched... I actually watched their game against the Sharks because mm -hmm. I was curious to see sort of how it was going to go, and I didn't have to get up to go to the pool in the morning, so I was like, okay... I can stay up till 11.30 and watch this dumb hockey game. Yeah. Um, and before the game started, him and Glenn Gullison were, like, on the bench, and they were, like, laughing and joking. And there was, like, smiles. And it was very strange. It was, like, a very odd atmosphere. Whoa. Yeah. So, like, I'm not sure if that's the solution, but it might be. Hmm. Because it was very clear that McClellan had, like, lost the room. And that's, like, a, a shitty phrase, but he had. Like, it's very clear that he had, I like, find it so interesting, too, that we hadn't talked about sports for a while, but how um, quite a few players had said that they weren't spoken to by coaches. Mm-hmm. Like, Iro Pakarenin said that um, in an interview. Now he's in the KHL, like, in a Finnish interview, and Taylor mm -hmm. Hall had said that. And people, of course, like, took his comments the wrong way. It was like, oh, he never talked to his coach. But I think now what we're finding out is, like, the coach never talked to him. But it seems like there's something rotten in the organization. What? And it's clear that it's not just at the top. Like, we've been, like, 
this is like mm-hmm. incompetent men. Like mm-hmm. once an oiler, always an oiler. Who the fuck cares? Get the best person for the job. Mm-hmm. Like all of that nepotism mm-hmm. bullshit is even squeaking down to the assistants, to the head coach. Like, yeah. How can you go through your coaching career and be an NHL coach and not have talk with your players? Yeah. Like, that's bizarre. Yeah. Something's rotten in Denmark, my man. Um, well, and I think the other thing, too, about the Oilers that's, like, really f- me, um, one of the many things, I like that my TV tells me that my... Uh, I know, I just noticed that. That's but, like, wild. it also says that there's 40% left on the battery, so, like, it's not really that low. <laughs> Um, oh, the Oilers played night after a pregame. That just dawned on me. Shit. Um, I think the other thing that I find really interesting about the Oilers is that, like, they're so hit and miss with everything. Like, it's not just, like, they're playing on the ice. Like, everything, all the decisions that they make are just, like, Mm -hmm. you know, either the best thing in the world or, like, legitimately the worst thing ever. And there's, doesn't seem to be. It's always on the extreme. Doesn't seem to be any, like, in between anything. Yeah. Um, but I find, I'm like, I'm not sure what's going to happen with Hitchcock as the coach. I feel like they'll probably play about 500 hockey, maybe a little bit above. Um, but the easiest fix at a, at a, in a season like this and at this point in the season is to fire the coach. Yeah. You can't trade everybody. No. Right. So if you're going to make a change, you have to make a coaching change. Mm-hmm. Um, I, would you like to know my theory? Yes. Okay. So. Is it a conspiracy theory? Well, it's a once in a while, always another theory, so kind of. Okay, gotcha. Um, so I don't think Hitchcock will be back as the coach. Oh, um, no, I know your theory. You talked about it last episode. And uh, they're going to clean house. Yeah. And Peter Trelli will not be the general manager anymore. Uh-huh. And somehow, miraculously, Kelly Bookberger is going to be that Oilers head coach. Uh-huh. Uh, I mentioned it at work. <laughs> the guys at work were like, no! And I was like, you just wait. It's like, I'm pretty good at calling these things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm also surprised that somehow they haven't traded Ryan Nugent Hopkins yet. Like, I'm very shocked. Although, Hitchcock did say, and they probably won't now, because Hitchcock said earlier this week that he thinks that Nugent can drive his own line. Of course he can! Which we all knew that. Anyway. Oh, damn it. Yeah. It's what's in the water. The like, problem, really. too, with, like, the NHL... It's just actually, it's the same with all of the sports, all of the professional sports. The NBA maybe has less of a problem with it because they're a little bit more willing to, like, think outside the box for, like, staffing choices and mm-hmm. stuff every once in a while. But, like, the problem in the NFL and the NBA, or not the NBA, and MLB and the NHL is that it's just, like, a big old circle jerk. Like, it's just the same. It's the same people all the all time. All the time. And, like, the CFL is probably the worst for it. Because, like, you get fired as a coach somewhere, and, like, some other team fires a coach, then you just switch jobs, because there's nobody else, apparently, qualified to coach. Um, Like, how the Calgary Dinos football head coach doesn't have a CFL job to me is bizarre. Right. They're, like, the best team in the fucking country year after year after year after year. Mm, No, that's Western. But. And also Laval. On the west side. Yeah, oh, in Western Canada, for sure, for sure. But, like, Western was undefeated. Until yesterday, Western hadn't lost a game in, like, two and a half years. But how does that guy not have a yeah. fucking job, right? Yeah. Like, it's it's bizarre to me. Um, speaking of coaching, the Cleveland Browns need a head coach. Mm-hmm. And there was some discussion. Somebody somebody made something up, basically. 
and said that uh, the Browns were going to interview Condoleezza Rice for their head coaching position. And she's, like, a big Browns fan. And, like, she's, like, unapologetically a Browns fan. And mm-hmm. I feel very sorry for her for that. Um, and she, of course, then had to weigh in on this and be like, They no, haven't asked me. They haven't asked me, and I could, I'm not qualified and whatever. But, they, but she mentioned that there are other women who are, like... Yes. And, so, like, and I'm glad she said the thing, because there are women who are working their way up in the ranks of coaching. Um, but at the same time, here's my question to you. Uh-oh. Could Condoleezza Rice, a football fan, mm-hmm. coach the Cleveland Browns to better than a 1-31 record over two seasons with Baker Mayfield as their quarterback? And I believe the answer is yes. Here's what my thought is, and I've been thinking about this a lot, especially when we're thinking about hockey coaches, but... And I was also thinking about this NBA coaches, because I don't think... Luke Walton does a fucking thing on the bench of the Lakers. No. Um, do you really need a coach in hockey? What do you need the coach for? Uh, you need, like, in minor hockey, yeah. Sure. But, there but comes not a in point, the NHL. There comes a point, my dad and I talk about this every once in a while, there, there comes a point with professional athletes that, like, they have been told, they know what to do. They know what I to get do. It, I get it if you're, like, drawing up plays and stuff. Sure, you need someone maybe to, like mastermind some of those things and like in the NFL you probably need someone to like coordinate all the different parts there's way too many people in the NFL to not have leadership staff but like like does Steve Kerr do anything in Golden State I think Steve Kerr is actually a very good coach but he has a lot of talent but but I think but 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 how much of their success is just like pure talent I don't know right and that's but he was somewhere before he was in Golden State wasn't he I don't know and I'm not taking away anything, like, I'm not, but I'm just saying, like, how much does he actually do? Um, and yeah, how much does Luke Walton do in LA? Oh, Luke Walton does literally nothing. Like, literally yeah. nothing. So, like, there comes a point, there comes a point where the coach becomes, like, a manager of people. Like, yes. they're, they're essentially, like, an HR person, I think, more than anything, and they manage the people working for them. But then why not it be like soccer and have it be like a manager? Or baseball. Or where baseball. Where it's a manager. Yeah. Who is also essentially GM at the same time. And then you don't have too many fucking cooks in the kitchen. Like. I think part of it too in, in professional sports as we are aware is that there's a lot of egos Yes. At play. And I think that when you get, like, a bunch of men together in a group, I think that sometimes those egos become real problematic. You think? I'm trying to be polite. Yes? Question mark? (laughs) I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying real hard here. Which is, like uncomfortable for you to talk about men and be applied <laughs> as it is for me <laughs> fucking true man but no like i don't want to alienate like you know tyler so <laughs> or mike um but no I, I i guess like i i find sometimes when you when those conversations happen and like you listen to like the panels and like all these fucking talking heads again all men like sometimes i'm just like you know it's not working mm-hmm. so maybe we could try something different what about a woman behind the bench? Mm-hmm. 
on the sideline. Like, what, what, how, how could it be any worse? And so people are like, oh, football's a man's game. You can't have a woman coaching the Cleveland Browns. Why I'm is like, it a man's game? I'm like, you couldn't have a fucking man coaching them either because guess how many games they won? One in two <laughs> years. And he was, quote, unquote, qualified. <laughs> yeah. Like, jeez. I mean, the Browns are bad. My favorite Browns thing among millions is that they thought they made a trade for a quarterback last season and then celebrated so hard. I need you to finish your drink before I say the thing. Oh, shit. Oh, no. That they didn't actually make the trade because somebody forgot to send the paperwork to the league office. Are you I wish I was kidding. Me? It was amazing. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? Yeah, that was a very Browns thing to do. Oh, um, You God. know? And so, like, I... So the argument that, like, it's a... And that was something that I read, and it was... Uh, Sarah Spain had retweeted some stuff, and I was just like, I don't know how she puts up with this. But just sort of, like, this this sport, it's like the last... Someone's like, it's the last, like, real man space in the world. And I was like, excuse me, what? Have you existed in the world for Ever? more than four seconds? Because <laughs> let me tell you a thing. Um, but, like, I was just sort of, like, reading this, I'm thinking to myself, like, yeah, you've had a man coaching your team for mm-hmm. however long, and it didn't work. Could we try something else? Yeah. Maybe? It's like people saying that, like, you know, women shouldn't be, like, the president. It's been men for 200 and whatever years. Could we just try mm-hmm. and see what happens? Well, Ruth Bader Ginsburg has a great quote where she's, she said, like, she's always asked how many women will it take for it to be, like, fair? Should it be, like, six and six for Supreme Court? And she's like, no, it should be all 12. Nine. Or nine. Mm-hmm. Sorry, yeah, yeah. nine. That's when it will be... Yeah. Well, for sure. Normal. Absolutely. Because why shouldn't it be? That's the whole point, is like, yeah. why shouldn't it be? I mean, I know, and I know why it is. Ugh, it's so frustrating. I know. It is. Sports are dumb. Um, and it's funny, too, because, like, the, the Packers have been really bad this season, and so, like, every time they lose, I'm just like, oh, sports are the worst. Um, speaking of coaches, there's a coach who needs to get fired, and I would not be sad to see him go. Really? Oh, God, no. Uh, I think that the reason that Aaron Rodgers hasn't won more than one Super Bowl is because he's got a, a mediocre coach. Oh, no. Who has, like, essentially gotten by on... Mediocrity? Mediocrity and an exceptional talent at quarterback for longer than Jordan ever really got away with his first NHL goal. <laughs> um, basically. Because, like... Yeah. Anyway, like, last week, for example... They were playing the Seahawks, and the Seahawks are not great, and the Packers ended up losing to the Seahawks, like, 24, 21, 30, I don't know, three points. And, uh, they were down already, and they had the ball sometime in the fourth quarter. I can't remember how much time it was left, three and a half minutes, maybe? And instead of going for it on fourth and two, with Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback, they punted the ball away and gave the ball back to the Seahawks. And I was like, why would you fucking do that? You have literally the best quarterback in the league right now, who could be under center, why would you call that play? I also have a theory, and I tell my husband this, like, every time we watch football together. Just always gamble. Why do you bother yeah. kicking it away to the other team? Like, I understand if you want to pit. I, I get it. If you're going to kick it away and they're going to end up on, like, your 40, okay, fine. And you're not sure your defense can hold it? Sure. Sure. But, like, if you're and if you're protecting a lead or whatever... Absolutely, but when you're already down and there's like three and a half minutes left, and you have one of the best, like you have one of the best, like high pressure quarterbacks in the league, 
who could potentially just run the ball two yards and get you a fucking first down. Yeah. And give you a chance to tie the game at the very least. Why would you not just go for it? Yeah, it's bizarre to me. Like, why? And I was reading, too, this was ages ago. I think it was on... I don't know if it was on The Ringer or something like that, but they have such great writers for sports. But there was this guy who had done, like, a statistical analysis of... For the amount of times people gamble on the last down versus kick, what is the success rate of either of those? Mm -hmm. And gambling was always worth it. Mm -hmm. It, Yeah, more so, for sure. So it's like, why wouldn't you do that? Yeah. I'd gamble every time. Would you Every time. Yes, every time. You're not a risk taker. When it comes to gambling? Yes. Okay. I don't believe you. Did I play penny slots for the first time in my life this year? Penny slots? I did. Penny? (laughs) We don't even have pennies anymore. Well, that's what it was in Whitehorse. We don't even have pennies anymore. What are you losing by putting 20 cents into the penny slot machine? 20 cents? That you can't spend anywhere else because we don't use pennies anymore. <laughs> I'm just saying. Anyway, that's my that's the end of my football rant for the day. Okay. They play tonight, so we'll see what happens. So I might be very angry. I'm always angry. Um. That's my secret. I'm always angry. Okay, Bruce. Um. <laughs> I read something. I just I don't know why my brain made this jump on Twitter. Someone said that, oh, I think it might have been Pete Blackburn retweeted this, that he left uh, to go back to the concession in a movie so he didn't have to watch the Aquaman trailer. Yes. it looks like it's going to be I so bad. That too. And then I read, like, the original thread that he had retweeted and read some of the comments below it, and someone was like, it's probably going to be better than, like, the last two Captain America movies. And I was like, how dare you? How, how dare you have that thought? And then articulate it. Because it is And then pretend to be wrong. right. It is wrong. There's no possible way. Oh my god. Anyway. Um, Larissa sent me this fun thing. Okay, let's do it. That I want for us to do. Uh, and it's a little, like, quiz. So it's the stripper name generator. Okay. So I'll ask you some questions and we'll do you first. I don't like this. No, it's, it, I just took, like, a little test of it and it's fun. Um, it's not like, what's your first pet, and what was the street or a barn? It's not that. Um, so which generation do you belong to? I just don't know the year that you were born. 1983. 83? Okay, so you're Generation X. So that's your first selection. Okay. And I'm going next. And the second question is, what do you currently do in life? So your options are, good question, I'm still trying to figure that out. I work in an office. I do not work in an office, full-time student, or traveler. Like, technically, I don't work in an office, but also I'm still trying to figure it out. But let's go with I don't work in an office. Okay. So that's our second selection. Uh, what is your deepest desire? Inner and outer peace, a compassionate world, personal growth, finding true love, or understanding other people. Oh, those all sound awful. Um, <laughs> can you say them again? Not understanding other people, because I don't care. Inner and outer peace. Okay. I don't know really what that means. A compassionate world. Personal growth. Or finding true love. I have the first one, I guess. The most undefined option. Got it. 
Yeah. Okay, what would you say is your strongest quality? A uh, bit of a bright spark. Humility. So, fuck you. <laughs> Sorry. How about I know what I want, confidence? It's my favorite joke. <laughs> I know. Uh, okay, no. What so, intelligence, I? kindness, creativity, strength, confidence. What are my be- What's my best quality? Strongest. Strongest quality? I think if I said intelligence, it makes me sound like an asshole, so I'm going to go with kindness, because I know that's also true. That mm, is very true. I do lots of things for people, Kelsey. Lots of things. You do. You do a lot for me. <gasps> just crashed yes i have to redo it oh Hold on. I, we only did three so i know what your selections okay. were this is from a website by the way called rum and monkey so i should have known from the start mm-hmm. maybe not the best of expectations here okay kindness got it uh, okay what role do you play in your friendships i like to make my friends laugh they come to me for advice the peacemaker Offer support where I can, or I'm usually the one to help them fix things. Okay, say those again. Like to make them laugh. Okay. They always come to me for advice. Peacemaker. Offering support when I can. Usually the fixer. All of the above? Gotta pick one. I don't know. Um. I would say they come to you for advice. Sure, let's go with that. Because I think that's very true. But it's true, but also, like, I do... Yeah, no, let's just go with that. It's fine. Uh, (laughs) I love this one because it's just been my life lately. How often do you work out? First one is, work out. Are you serious right now? Every day, getting out of bed is enough of a workout for me. Yes, that one. Exactly, that's what I knew it would be. We're going to choose that one for you. Um, Why did you take this test? Because Kelsey made me. Um, so none of the above. That's going to be your selection. What do you dream about when you sleep? Drowning, fighting or running away from war, flying, animals, or people in relationships? Um, that's a good question. I don't really remember my dreams most of the time, and I've been so fucking tired for the last, like, two and a half months that I don't remember a dream that I've had. Like, I don't remember dreaming since school started. Really? Yeah. But you know that you do dream. I do dream, but I never remember them. And What's like, the last one that you do remember? I was probably traveling of some kind. Traveling, like, somewhere where you've already been? Maybe. I don't know. Oh. I often, like, when I do remember them, I often find myself in, like, very unfamiliar situations. I'm like, okay. Hmm. Or, like, weird places that I've, like, only ever seen but never been to. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, I don't... I don't have bad dreams. Like, I don't... Really? Yeah. I'm jealous. So, what's your answer? I don't know. Read those five again. (laughs) Those are, like... Drowning, fighting, flying, animals, people. I guess flying would probably be the closest. Like, really and truly. Okay. Yeah. Uh, If you were an animal, what would you be? A dog or a wolf? A tiger, lion, jaguar. So, a big cat. Gazelle, horse, or giraffe? Owl, falcon, eagle, or a dolphin? A dolphin. Because elephant is not an option. Exactly! Oh my god. Soul (laughs) sisters. Do you have a bucket list? Yeah. Okay, so the options for yes are yes, I'm halfway through. Yes, but it's like a short list. Or yes, but it's hard to get to. Uh, It's a pretty short list. 
Next. God, this is much longer than I thought it would be. Okay, enter your name. Now strip! <laughs> your name is Dementia Baby. Love it. It's fantastic. <laughs> that is amazing. What does that even mean, Dementia Baby? I don't know, but we're going to do this for you, so... It's going to crash like eight times, so try to remember my answers as we go through. Okay. <laughs> it did it three times while we were talking. <laughs> Hence my, what was your last dream about question? Uh, yeah, like, uh, that's really funny because I honestly, like, don't remember my dreams. Like, I don't. And I've been so, so, so tired that, yeah. You're a millennial. I am. Dirty, sexy millennial. There's your name. <laughs> and just cancel, cancel the quiz. What the hell? It crashed on the first one. Oh, great. We got. What do you? I know the answer for this one. What do you currently do in life? Yeah. Good question. I'm still trying to figure it out. <laughs> right. That is yeah. your. That is yours. That's it. Um, what is your deepest desire? Inner and outer peace, a compassionate world, personal growth, finding true love, or understanding other people? I really hope your answer is finding true love. <laughs> you know, third time is a charm. <laughs> third time? <laughs> There's a story there. It's a cautious plan, I guess. Huh? Um, I would say, wait, what's the middle three? Uh, compassionate world, personal growth, and finding true love. The last one. People in relationships. Okay. Yeah. I was like, um, Not finding true love. <laughs> I feel like this is going to turn into something we did not intend. <laughs> what would you say is your strongest quality? Intelligence, kindness, creativity, strength, or confidence? Oh, God. There's no none of the above for this one, is there? Nope. Okay, you have to do this one for me, because I did it for you. Okay, I'm gonna say intelligence. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I disagree, but okay. <laughs> I can't believe your name was Dementia Baby. <laughs> that is. That's pretty good. Um, what uh, role do you play in your friendships? I like to make my friends laugh. They always come to me for advice. I tend to be the peacemaker. I offer support where I can. I am usually the one to help them fix things. I'd say either the first one or the fourth one. You like to make them laugh or you offer support where you can. You pick. I like to make them laugh. <laughs> oh God, why won't it work? Oh. It's a bad website. <laughs> it's a bad website. There we go. You don't have to do it all over again, do you? No. Okay. Uh, how often do you work out? Workout? Are you serious right now? Every day of walking. Oh, <laughs> I just crashed. God damn it, <laughs> motherfucker! I hate this. Baby shark, do 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 do. Baby shark, do 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 do. Change all your answers. No, I won't. Baby shark, do 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 do. Baby shark. Okay, how often do you work out? Work out? Are you serious right now? Every day, if walking through the shops counts as working out. Uh, getting out of bed is enough of a workout for me. The people at the gym know me by name, or fitness is life. Uh, people at the... Or walking is enough. 
Okay. Whatever the fuck that one is. Why did you take this test? It looked like fun. I was bored. My friends encouraged me to do so. All of the above, none of the above. Uh, my friends encouraged me. Larissa sent it to me. What do you dream about when you sleep? Drowning, fighting, or running away? Flying, animals, people in relationships? Oh, people in relationships all the time. Every night. If that's what I dreamt about, I would never go to sleep. Seriously, it's hell. It's if hell. you were an animal, what would you be? A big dog? A big Dolphin! Because <laughs> whale isn't on the list. <laughs> oh, yeah, you would be a whale. That's I true. would. <laughs> do you have a bucket list? Nope, I'm living life one day at a time. Yes, I'm halfway through. Yes, but I only have a couple of items on it. No, but I know, but I do know what I want. Or yes, but it is hard to get to. No, but I do know what I want. I think it's like gender and then name, right? Yeah. Oh, what's it gonna be? That's not how you spell your name. How did you spell it? Celsi? No. <laughs> like that woman in Starbucks? just crashed so I can't even prove to you that that's what it said. Oh no. <laughs> Sleazy swallows? Yeah. Oh my god. That's depressing. Yeah. Oh well. That was totally worth it. Thank <laughs> you Larissa. I did enjoy that. That was really lot. funny. Um okay. I have a Christmas quiz for you. Ooh. Kind of. Um it's about the office. Okay. So it's, tell us your, your opinions about the office and we'll guess what you want for the holidays. Oh, okay. What's your favorite Christmas episode? Moroccan Christmas, Benihana Christmas, Secret Santa, or Dwight Christmas? Um, Moroccan Christmas. Which couple is your favorite? Jim and Pam, Michael and Holly, Aaron and Pete, or Dwight and Angela? Michael and Holly. Who's your least favorite character? Todd Packer, Charles Minor, Kathy Sims, or Toby Flanderson? Mm. I don't know why people hate Toby. Toby's the only normal one in the fucking office. <laughs> Toby's the greatest. What's the list again? Todd Packer, Charles Minor, Kathy oh, Sims. Oh, Todd Packer for sure. <laughs> Which episode always makes you cry? Finale Part 2 in Season 9, Niagara in Season 6, Goodbye Michael Season 7, or Garage Sale Season 7? Goodbye, Michael. Weep. I love Niagara when Jim says, like, Plan C was getting married, whatever, and then, like, Plan B was getting married in a church and Plan A was doing it a long time ago, and I was just like, oh. I know. Like, I love it. Which of Jim's pranks is your favorite? Putting Dwight's stapler in jello, convincing Dwight he was being recruited by the CIA, <laughs> <laughs> selling Dwight magic beans, tricking Dwight into thinking his hotel room was a murder scene. Sending faxes to Dwight from future Dwight or wrapping Dwight's desk in Christmas paper. 
In terms of, like, the best, like, physical joke, the Christmas paper one. Yeah. But my favorite one is how he loaded his phone receiver with nickels. Yeah. To make it heavier (laughs) over time. And then one night just took them all out and he smacks himself (laughs) in the face. That's a great one. But I'll say Christmas paper. Okay. The Christmas paper one's pretty good. Which Dundee Award would you receive? Whitest sneakers, hottest in the office, moving on up, or best parent? Hottest in the office, Megan. Which character would you marry? Jim, Angela, Pam, Dwight, Ryan, Holly, Michael, or Kelly? Holly. For sure. What you would like for Christmas, according to this, concert tickets. I do want to see Arkells in Calgary on There you go. 4th, Look at so. that. Look at that. Okay. Favorite Christmas episode. Moroccan Christmas, Benihana, Secret Santa, Dwight. Secret Santa. Fave couple. Jim and Pam, Michael and Holly, Aaron and Pete. Who is Pete? Oh, he's... Oh, he's like the young guy. Yeah. Okay. Dwight and Angela. Um, Jim and Pam. Least favorite character. Todd Packer, Charles Minor, Kathy Sims, Toby Flanders. Oh, Todd Packer, obviously. He's garbage. He's the worst. Crying episode. Niagara. Niagara. Uh, favorite prank. So... The list again, Stapler and Jello. Yeah. Recruited by the CIA, Magic Beans, Murder Hotel Room. Murder Hotel Room. Okay. It's. <laughs> that one's great. It's so funny. Dundee Award, Whitest Sneakers, Hottest in the Office, Moving On Up, Best Parent. Moving On Up. I think you win Best Parent. Uh, probably. Which character would you marry? Jim, Angela, Pam, Dwight, Ryan, Holly, Michael, Kelly. Um, Pam. You got a pet! Oh, that's incorrect. <laughs> it says, you're warm, loving, bubbly, and a pet would be the perfect addition to your life. Whether it's a puppy, kitten, hamster, or lizard. I just found out Amanda used to have a lizard. By the way. Nothing would make you happier than a new best friend to spend your life with. Well, I take offense. <laughs> Well, maybe if you weren't leaving to go to Calgary, <laughs> we wouldn't have to worry about me getting a pet. Oh, I'm going to get a pet first goddamn thing, that's for sure. Um, Questions? I have some, yes. Oh, so Mike sent me a question. It's not really a question. Amanda sent a whole bunch. Okay, do that then. Let's okay. do Amanda's first and then we'll do... Actually, no, we'll do this because it's not a question. Okay, it's, We just a have discussion. to kind of like report it. So, it's an idea called it's a game called wham christmas and so like this goes up to people who listen as well uh basically the challenge is to go the longest without hearing last christmas in the wild oh so what we'll do is we'll pin a tweet on our twitter okay and when you hear last christmas just reply to that tweet and let us know when it was i read this yesterday and i was like shit so i was like listening to a spotify playlist the christmas playlist and the second song was Last Christmas by Wham, and I was like, nope, 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 and so I, like, found another playlist to listen to. Okay, I'm pinning it right now. Okay. So, the tweet is just gonna say, when did you hear Last Christmas? Yeah, and just let us know. And so it's like, uh, do you think the podcast and its listeners can avoid getting whammed? Is his... How far... How long can you go... I love that song, though. Oh, it's a great song, but it, but how long can you go without actually hearing it? Yeah. In now, do we... What if we hear a cover version of it? Is it just Last Christmas by Wham? Let's just set some parameters. I think it has to be the one by Wham. Okay. If the thing is called Whammed. Yeah. 
Okay. Okay, I'm pinning that. So today is November the 25th. You know how I always ask, like, oh, what day is it today? It just dawned on me that, like, the date is on my computer, like, below the time. And I ask that question, like, every time we've recorded. What's the date today? Uh, I never know. Yeah. It's It's a Sunday. Okay, Amanda's questions. Amanda's questions. Yes, sorry. (laughs) It's like, why are you looking at me? Um, You have things to do. She brought this up last week. She sent me a message, and she said, "Uh, I know why the devils are so bad. And I was like, please tell me elucidate and she said because we didn't write a song for this year no that's incorrect um, <laughs> so her first question is are the devils cursed because kelsey didn't write a new song no they are not bad <laughs> because we did not write a song uh they were good already by the time we wrote a song for them last yes year, so unfortunately it had nothing to do with anything uh is william nylander going to sign the next five days or will he break my spirit my answer is get used to men disappointing. Yeah, just they are just it's just a constant disappointment, Amanda. Just don't worry about it. Also, there are far too many hockey players in the NHL that you feel are gonna disappoint you or that like are going to make you happy. So just like let it go. <laughs> and just know that Jamie Ben will never be one of them. Her last question is about Jamie Ben, yes. so we'll come back to him. Alright. Uh fuck Mary Kill. Ugh. Archie the musician. Archie the athlete or Archie the jailhouse fight club winner? All three of them. Triple murder. Dead. Triple murder. Love yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what are you looking forward to most about Christmas? Uh, not having to go to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, not having to talk to people. Mm-hmm. Getting to sleep in mm-hmm. and read books mm-hmm. and never leaving my house. I'm, Happy Christmas! I'm very sorry to say that that's my every day right now. <laughs> Literally. Um, no, for, like, and I know that sounds, but like... <sighs> it doesn't sound anything. I don't know if you know this, but I'm a bit of an introvert. This is shocking, I'm sure, <laughs> to everybody. And I just, there comes a point where, like, I'm just done with people. And, like, we just had a break at school, which was really great, like, last week. Uh, this past week was our first week back after our break. Um, and so this week was hard. <laughs> like, when by Wednesday, it was like, how is it not already Friday afternoon? Like, it was just, it was terrible. And, like, there was other things, other, like, mitigating factors that made it a very long week. But still. Yes. Um, yeah, there comes a point, like, around Christmas time where, like, I'm just kind of peopled out. And so it's really nice for me is, like, we go on Christmas Eve to my aunt and uncle's house. We do, like, the things with my uncle's birthday. And then Christmas Day is just, like, me and my mom and dad. And there's no fighting there's no in-laws there's no mm-hmm. it's kind of amazing that does sound amazing yeah like there's no like oh whose house are we gonna spend christmas at this year? no there's no i have to do that every fucking year go uh, to three different family christmases i have a friend who was telling me so her her family's here um like her mom and dad and her brother and then her husband's parents are split and they live in southern alberta like in two different communities um which makes it even harder because, uh-huh. yeah, but they've got a baby. Like, he, well, he's like a year and a half. He's not quite a baby anymore. But uh, they are, I guess, like, her mother-in-law is coming, like, on the 22nd of December, and we don't get off work until the 21st. Um, and then she's sticking around for until, like, Boxing Day, maybe, and then she's leaving, and then, like, father-in-law and oh, his she- wife. And I'm just like, they're adults. Can they not just be in the same no, place? No, they can't. For their for their children and grandchildren, like nope. or just maybe don't come. If it's gonna be that difficult, maybe just don't come. Mm-hmm. 
Because that would be my solution. Oh, adults are the worst, especially like, divorced adults. Like, if you can't be in the same place with each other, you need, you're not allowed to come. Mm-hmm. And you need to figure your shit out. Because you're adults. Yeah. I love how this is the only, well, not the only, this is the thing I'm most looking forward to, if we have children, is like, I'm not fucking going anywhere. If I've got a baby and it's Christmas time, I'm staying home and you fuckers can come to me. Well, and that's what they're, that's what they're doing, and, like, but I just, like, what, why, why? First of all, it's like, why does your mother-in-law have to be at your house for five days? And she's like, well, because, uh, my husband was dumb and didn't think about that when he mentioned it to her in front of me. And I was like, ooh. Yeah. And then father-in-law and, and, uh, stepmother there for, like, another five days. So, like, ten days of guests over a two-week break. And I'm like... I said to her, I was like, dude, I'll give you a key to my house. You can come over anytime. Because mm-hmm. that sounds insane. Mm-hmm. I would lose my mind. Yeah. that's It's really, it, like, my parents are divorced. My husband's parents are divorced. And it's, it's very challenging. It's very, and, like, I don't remember a single moment in life where my parents were married and together. So it's, like, it's been my whole life. It's mm-hmm. just divorced back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and it's hell mm-hmm. it really is hell i cannot wait until i don't have to do it yeah not that like the parents are dead that's not what i'm saying but like until you can just say yeah no. here's how it's gonna be yeah. yeah so what are you looking forward to over the holidays uh my daddy is coming back to canada okay and i think we're gonna go to saskatchewan nice and see my daddy and my sister that's good. And a special podcast guest, Olivia. Yes. So I'm just dying to see them and to go. And um, that's kind of the most thing right now. Yeah. How we good? Mm-hmm. What else? Any other questions from Amanda? Uh, not from Amanda. Just want to check my texts. Oh, Larissa asked. Can you each recommend another podcast that you love? No. Um, I have listened now to both the first and second season of In the Dark, which I'm really enjoying. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's fascinating. I'm really liking the 30 for 30 podcasts. Mm-hmm. Just there's some good stuff going on there. I also, there's a Sports Illustrated podcast about um, Steve McNair. And, like, his death and whatever. And it's fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. Hmm. Um, but I'm not, like... Right now, I feel very, like... I don't know. I've read a lot in the last little while. Like, a lot, a lot. Which I want to talk about the book here before we finish. So I forgot to talk about it Okay. Um, I've read a lot in the last little while. And I've listened to lots of music. And not a lot of podcasts. Um, cause part of it is like, I just can't consume all of that stuff. Um, but I also feel like when it comes to time, like I, when I listen to podcasts, and I don't know how you feel about it, but like, unless I'm in a headspace, like actually absorb things, mm-hmm. I can't listen. Yeah. And that's how I've been. So like, I listen to Puck Soup and I listen to, you know, the hockey stuff and like 31 thoughts or whatever, but like anything interesting, that's more serious, yeah. I can't do it right now. Or more, that has some sort of depth to it. Yeah. I'm not yeah. in a headspace for that right now part of it is just like sheer lack of sleep and being really busy with things which i only have seven more early mornings Ooh, down to single ditch yeah, four next week and three the week after 
Love Wednesday is going to be like an actual like 4.45 wake up, so that's going to suck. And also <laughs> next Wednesday is going to be a 4.45 wake up. And this Wednesday has the potential to go really well or just be a train wreck. So we'll see what happens. It'll be fun. They don't listen. It doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. Okay. Um, what about you? Podcasts? I listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, there's this one I really like, but it's very inconsistent with how regular it is. Is it called the Garbage it's Fire Podcast? It's called the Garbage Fire Podcast. <laughs> that was my joke. Thank you. Um, I listen to a whole bunch of shit. Like, I like Jordan Jesse Go. Um, I like My Brother and My Brother and Me. Um, they have a cool D&D podcast called The Adventure Zone that's like... It took them three years to, like, finish this campaign. And on the last episode, I was sobbing. Like, it was beautiful storytelling. It was so fantastic. Uh, I also like one of the brothers from that does this um, show Sawbones with his wife, who's a doctor. And they talk about, like, the weirdest and craziest ways people have tried to, like, combat disease in history. And that one's just, like, really interesting because it's... um, it's lighter, it's funnier, but it's also bizarre. And I like that. Um, and I really like Why Won't You Date Me with Nicole Byer. Okay. Who's, like, the funniest comedian. She's pretty funny. She, if you've watched Nailed It, she's on. She's the host of Nailed It on Netflix, which is a hilarious show that you should also watch. Yeah. Um, and this is her episode where she talks about how she's trying to, like, date on, like, Tinder and all those fucking things. And she's got, like, a comedian friend on each week, and it's just fucking hilarious. She's pretty good. I like her a lot. She's very good. On the one episode, the (laughs) other female comedian was like, no way, we have to stop the podcast. Nicole, do you not know how your menstrual cycle works? (laughs) And it was just, like, (laughs) ten minutes. It was so funny. funny. So, uh, I highly recommend that, too. Um, I was just looking through the list of, like, podcasts that I've subscribed to, and they're, like, 98% sports. Like, there's, like... Mine are not. I have 1% sports. There's, like, a... There's, like, a Packers podcast that I listen to sometimes, and there's, like, four or five different hockey ones, and then there's, like, the 30 for 30, and there's the SI one, and so, like... Oh, yeah. Yeah. And a lot of it is just... Like, I read lots of stuff, too, but, like, my drive to work is a half an hour. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I'll listen to stuff, if I'm gonna listen, is, is in the morning... Um, cause at like 20 after six in the morning, I don't have to pay too much attention to like, for sure, other things because there's not a lot of traffic, which is nice. Um, but yeah, so that's sort of my podcast consumption. But like once I'm at work or at home or whatever, like I don't listen to them, mm. I listen to music or watch bad Christmas movies or whatever. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so this book that I wanted to talk about that I just finished reading and I'm reading the sequel right now is called Beartown. Yes, I've heard about this. It's so good. I heard people are upset about the sequel, though. I've only gotten, I'm only, like, maybe 50 pages in, so we'll, oh, okay. see. we'll see what happens. I'm not sure yet. Um, I, Beartown was phenomenal. Um, mm-hmm. there was some really interesting, like, translation idiosyncrasies, because it was translated from Swedish into English, um, and I'm intrigued by some of the, like, expressions that exist in English that don't exist in Swedish, and you can tell by the way they're translated, where they use, like, in instead of on yeah. in certain contexts, but not in others, and things like that. It's always weird preposition shit, hey? Yeah, always. It's, it's just, and, and it's just fun to, like, look at some of those weird things about language. Um, 
but it's basically, it's about this community, like, in the forest, essentially. It's, like, isolated town where hockey is, like, sort of king. And they have this wonderful junior hockey team, which the junior team, like, I think the way that I would describe it is it's, like, a midget team. So they're, like, okay. 15, 16 years old, 17 years old. Um, and these kids are pretty good. And they've got this kid named Kevin who is, like, going to be a star, basically. Like, and his name is Kevin? Sorry. There's kids in Benji, like it doesn't matter. But there's a kid named Kevin who's gonna be a star. Uh-huh. And the the manager general manager of the team had made it to the NHL and then like ended up with some kind of awful career ending injury after like forty games. Oh no. Um and you know, and then there's their hockey coach the coach's name is David and he's like been coaching these kids since they were like ten years old, so he's been with them, you know, and sort of brought them up through through the ranks and that kind of thing. And um I find so there's there's some really interesting things like about this small town and this community and like it's a it's an industry town and the industry is dying and so the town's kind of dying, uh, and then in between the semifinal and final of this like league playoff, mm-hmm. uh, the players all go to a party and something happens and I don't want to like give it away but there's like an act of violence that occurs and it's Kevin who does it, mm. and so what ends up happening is like. Before the game, then, uh, the police become involved between, like, the semifinal and the final, and then there's, like, well, they're only saying it now because they're trying to hurt our chances of winning and all this kind of stuff, and so it's, like, how this town sort of galvanizes behind hockey or behind its own residents and, like, what sides people pick and how it's fascinating, and it's so, so, so well crafted, yeah. Um, I would, I would, it's not every chapter, but I would say like probably two thirds of the chapters, there's like a little parable at the beginning and then the chapter like sort of. Wow. So like the, the opening paragraph of these chapters reads like a parable and then it just goes into the story, which I think is really cool. Um, and so like, yeah, that was, it was, it was a really interesting read and I'd been meaning to read it for a very long time and I just hadn't got around to it and I finally did. And then I read, uh, and I started the sequel. Um, what's the yesterday. sequel called again? It's called Us Against You. Right. And it starts off with, like, this is what happened in the spring mm-hmm. in our town. And this is how we dealt with it, and we didn't deal with it well. And this is maybe what we should have done. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that's kind of how it's framed to start off, which I think is a really interesting thing. Uh, and then it tells you in the opening chapter, like, by the end of the summer, a uh, resident of the town will be dead. And so, like, it tells you, the, it's like it's like the opening of, um, it's like the opening song in on in Hamilton, where you know yes. how it's going to end. Yes, yes, yes. But you don't know all the details. But you have no idea how it's going to, yeah. like, fill, all fill in. And so I'm quite intrigued by yeah. that construction of it. Yeah. So, like, so <laughs> So far, is Aaron Burr your narrator? <laughs> no. Probably not. Maybe not. Um, but, yeah, it's it's really good. Like, it's really, really, really good. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I'm, I'm quite looking forward to it. Um, and, like, in the in Town near the end of it, like, they form another hockey team, and so all the good players end up going to, like, this other team and, and whatever. And so, like, what ends up happening, from what I can tell anyway, and this one is, like, the kids who didn't go to play on this other team are, like, trying to, like, rebuild their team mm. with different coach and, you know, all that kind of stuff and, like, what that means and so, like, playing for town pride but now there's, like, people from their town playing on the other... Like, so there's all of that as well. So I'm curious to see how, see how that plays out. Yeah. But it's really good and it's really worth reading. And very interesting, like, in the present time oh, about sure. how privilege mm-hmm. is treated in, in mm-hmm. times of trauma or tragedy or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's really, it's really, really, really good. And because of, like, I think because of the age of the kids in... 
in the story as well. Like, I have a lot of feelings about that yes, because for sure. of what I do and sort of how I treat my job and stuff. And so, like, I was, I'm kind of like, I got lots of feelings about these kids and like how they've dealt with stuff and how they've been dealt with and those kinds of things. And Absolutely, it's, it's very, very interesting. Um, yeah, I've read a lot actually in the last little while, which has been really nice. I have too. I read that book. I know. I was hoping this was for me, but it's not. No, I gotta give it back. Um, more questions? I had a, there was a couple, um, I think on the Twitter machine, if I remember correctly. I have so many Twitter accounts on my phone now that I, like, cannot keep track. Um. Oh, Amanda had a dumb game that I didn't think of anything, but it's anti-honesty hour, ask me anything and I'll respond with blatant lies. Uh, and then your response to her was most attractive devil, and she's like Andy Green. Um, but I will see if I can come up with some stuff for before, for next time, because I have I have a couple ideas. I was hoping that people would respond to that tweet, but nobody did. Ugh. Um, okay, here's the questions that we got. We only got three. Um, should Miko Koskinen grow a beard? Sure, I don't even know what he looks like, so sure. I'm going to say always yes. Everyone should always grow a beard. Unless they can't, then don't. Mm -hmm. um, Ryan wants to know, uh, I've been messing around with creative writing and watch your opinion. Can a male writer properly write and develop a female character? Yes. Yes. Just like female writers can properly write and develop male characters. But I think that it is a little bit more work. Possibly. Because it's, I think it's sometimes, some of the, I think some of the subtleties and nuances of like those characters would be just difficult because you don't know what that's like. Yeah, I've been thinking a lot about that in terms of, I've been doing some reading on not necessarily gender dynamics, but relationship dynamics when um, the emotional labor of relationship is yes. in one side versus another. Yes. And emotional labor is something that is not talked about whatsoever. No. And even in my own life, I know that I provide a lot of emotional support for a lot of people close to me, and I know that I could not say that about my husband. Uh-huh. And so I think when you're thinking about female characters, I think you need to think about emotional labor. Um, it's funny that you say that, because we were talking before we hit record about some things that were going on this week that can't make it on the podcast, um, just for reasons, and uh, that's very much the it's case. It's what it is, yeah. Is like... Yes, that idea of emotional work. Mm -hmm. And it's not recognized or valued, I don't think. No, not at all. Um, no, and, and unless it's someone else who does the same work. Mm -hmm. But then they already kind of like intuitively know and they don't, and you know they know, so like you don't. There's have no to conversations have that, that happen. Yes. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's probably the. That's probably the the trick is that subtlety of a women connecting with women yes. i think especially yeah so like uh, here's an example here's like a, here's a for instance not really an emotional labor thing but like at work we do these christmas baskets um each department puts one together and whatever and i was down in the office because i'm a student teacher right now so i've been teaching a lot and so i was down in the office the other day and i was like oh hey are we doing those christmas baskets and they're like, yeah, we're going to send out an email next week about them. And I was like, okay, so, but we are for sure. And she, they're like, oh yeah, yeah. So I just sent out an email to the department and I was like, yeah. you know, send me your money. Yes, I'll take you transfers, whatever, 20 bucks and I'll look after it. Uh, and then our French teacher, who's like the only other full-time woman in like my part of the 
this cool. She emailed, she's like, thanks for looking after this. I was like, yeah, no problem. And then I was like, kind of half joking. I was like, because you and I both know that if we don't do it, it's no not going to get done. Yeah. Um, and like, part of that is because we just do those things, but also part of it is like, we also know that like, it's not going to get done. Mm-hmm. And so there's, I think like, if you're writing female characters, I think, and especially in their interactions with men, that's part of the, the subtlety you have to deal with as well is like, you know, mm-hmm. when you see your mom like doing all of the things, there's a reason that she's just doing it mm-hmm. without being asked. Yeah. Because she knows that she if knows she doesn't that, do yeah. this and this and this and this, none of those four things will ever get done. Mm-hmm. So that's maybe. Yeah. So I think, and I think to be able to be confident with that, you have to read a lot of writing by women about women. Yes. And listen. Listen to the people around you. Open your eyes. Notice what people around you mm-hmm. are doing. Ask questions. Mm-hmm. Why are you doing this? I ask you that all the time. Why are you doing this? You do. It's true. Um, <laughs> but I, I understand why. But sometimes you need to hear. Oh, yes. Why and I have this. an answer, and it's not a great answer. No. So, but yeah. the, oh, it's you're the aware of the answer. This is the but worst it's answer. I hate it's it so fine. much. It's no, fine. It doesn't matter. I hate it. Uh, last question. It's a good question, and I have an answer. It was immediate. This is from Mike. Yeah. Oh, didn't you say there was a Jamie Ben question? Shit, there That'll was. That'll be the last well, one. Well, the last Okay, so this is Mike's last but question. But it's not... Whatever. You get to spend a month in a fictional world. Which one do you choose? Obviously, Dylan, Texas. There is no other option. Oh, of course. As soon as I... Re- he wants to... He said he chooses the Mushroom Kingdom from the Super Mario Which games, is adorable! But, like, yeah, 100% Dylan, Texas. I just want to be there. In, like, mid-October. Mm-hmm. Would you want to work in that school? No. Yeah, I was going to say Absolutely that. not. Absolutely not. What a fucking not. gong show. Yeah. I'd work at East Dillon. Yeah. Where, like, you know, yeah, I would I would work there. But I would just love to be there and be around that environment and, like, a town that shuts down for football and... So funny. Yeah. I am not See surprised. some Tim Morgans on the sideline. Done deal. <laughs> <laughs> and lastly... Amanda says, will Jamie Ben go down as one of the best forwards to play for the Dallas Stars? No. There's... I honestly didn't know he was a forward. So. <laughs> he, um, yeah, no. I, well, I mean, probably. I'd have to, like, think about who else played for the Stars, but there's, like, people like Mike Madano and, I don't know, maybe... Will he go down, though? Never. Just won't do it. God, get rid of that goddamn goatee. It's true. It's Someone bad. made a joke on Twitter the other day about um, him and Sagan kind of getting into it on the on the ice. Mm-hmm. And that, there was somebody who said something about a tongue lashing, and I couldn't even retweet it. I laughed so hard. I was like, tongue well, lashing. we know who was doing that. <laughs> anyway, uh, you can find <laughs> our stuff on uh, iTunes and Stitcher and SoundCloud and Google Play. You can send us an email at garbagefirepodcast.com. Uh, at gmail.com and please send us emails because all I ever get is like hey it's PayPal um, <laughs> What's or WordPress um, you can also find me on Twitter at Meg14 and you can find Kelsey on Twitter at GarbageFirePod those finger guns at the microphone by the way <laughs> <laughs> and you can find our website at GarbageFirePodcast.com yeah is that all? that is all well there's just one more thing my sister did the stripper name yeah I think her stripper name is Kitty Titties. <laughs> <laughs>
So that's it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you in the dumpster. <laughs>